fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? It's Saturday, December 10th, 2011, episode 100 of the Hotbox, and my name is Matt. My name's Ian. And who's back with us for episode 100? Oh my god! Sandy! Sandy, what the fuck is going on? Hello. There goes our G rating for the episode. Um, oh well. Was there ever a G rating? There was at one time. Really? I think for like three episodes. And then iTunes was like, ah, I know what you're doing. <laughs> Speaking in French. Uh, Speaking in cannabis tongue. Call us, 406-204-4687. Uh, we got some all sorts of cool stuff. We're going to give away some stuff. We got some stuff right here. Yeah. You got to be watching hotboxpodcast.com slash live, or if you're using Internet Explorer, justin.tv slash uh, the jam hole. There's a, there's a camera there and the chat, and you can interact with us and whatnot. It's good to see everybody. It's been a, a lovely week. A lovely week. Uh, we got some interviews coming up. Got a little science stuff. A little, uh, I think you had some, uh, we have another, another installment of dispensary etiquette <laughs> to get to. <laughs> Very yes. exciting. Yes. Very exciting. And Sandy's back with us. Yay. I'm glad you made it. Thank I you. Figured I figured 100 episodes, finally, you started this thing and made it through, God knows, a ton of episodes, trips and Live video stuff. We did some shit. There was a lot of shit. I still get emails from people that saw the uh, Helix review oh. and were like, dude, I just got mine in the mail. Thank you. This is so awesome. Awesome. Like, still, it's kind of cool. I miss that. Yeah, I don't even have it here, actually, right now. I let a friend of mine just got off probation and didn't have any smoking utensils. <laughs> so I was like, dude, check this out. I know it looks like a butt plug, but that's trust an me. intense way to like Isn't it start off your unprobation swirl. life. Oh man, the swirlies. <laughs> so yeah, uh, just join us here in the chat and we'll, uh, towards the end of the show, we'll give it away. And uh, yeah, got some great stuff to talk about, some cannabis related items. Uh, you can listen to us be replayed also on normal live. That's pretty cool. We get played a couple times during the week. And you can catch us. I, I want to say congratulations to whoever's listening to the Hotbox on Stitcher Smart Radio. Because the Hotbox on Stitcher is spanking the shit out of the jam hole on Stitcher. <laughs> and that, that makes uh, my, my host of, of the jam hole very uneasy. And that makes me really happy. So thank you guys. Keep listening. <laughs> Uh, Stitcher Smart Radio, check it out. So, and when, when you say uh, uh, spanking the uh, the the stats that the jam hole is doing, is that like we got six listeners instead of three, or do we have like? I mean, what, what you know? What kind of numbers are we talking about here, as far as uh, uh, listeners on Stitcher? Double, triple digits. Really? Jam holes just double digits. So, yeah. Wow, triple two, digits. Two digits, which nice. is not bad because, I mean, that's just one way of, like, what, 20 that you can listen to this show? Right. People no, listen to the absolutely. podcast or live or they listen on the site or they listen, yeah. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was pretty neat. Um, I guess while we're talking about some stats, if you guys, you guys want to know what the site's been doing, 
in a hundred episodes. We do this on the other show every now and then, just to kind of throw out some where we are, where we are at and where we would like to go. And this is all because of you guys. Like we don't do any advertising. I mean, we do the social stuff, right? You can join us on Google Plus or Facebook or Twitter, all that stuff. But and even though I haven't been here, I still pimp the show. Like pimp the for show. Reels. Yeah. Like, the show owes me money, and I just pimp it all day. <laughs> I, well, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not that kind of relationship, well, but I still pimp it. That's awesome. We need as much pimping as possible. So, November was a, a, an all right month out of the last few months, uh, up to episode 99 uh, last month. Over 13,000 page views just to the site. Uh, 66,500 hits, over 15,000 visits. So, Wow. Those translate hits are like each thing, uh, visits are each individual, and then page views are, you know, obviously each page. So, so. so 15,000 page views? In November. Wow. In November. So That's a big number. Not that's bad. Not getting bad. Getting around. I mean, that's... And then, so, the last 12 months, just, just to throw a couple more numbers out there, uh, for visits... 169,443. That's the last 12 months. 661,873 hits. And 291,103 pages viewed in the wow. last 12 months. So That seems pretty decent. Getting the word out there for a, a podcast about marijuana in Montana. That, not bad. Not, not too shabby. So yeah, that's like all that. you guys, you know, telling your friends. And Sandy just pimping the shit out of the, <laughs> the show. And... It's what I do. That's good. Good stuff. So keep it up, guys. If everyone told a friend, we'd, we'd double those numbers for uh, the next 12 months. So. And if their friends tell their friends, mm-hmm. and then it's their exponential. friends tell their friends. It's magic. <laughs> and all, I mean, when I say tell your friends, like you're not actually picking up the phone and calling them. You're clicking a button and saying repost this or share this. Like it's, it's really easy. So. Uh, what have you guys thought about Weed Wars? Have, have either of you been watching this? We talked about the first episode last uh, for 99 here. Uh, we talked about it. About and I haven't, or... I haven't seen it, but it seems like everybody else has. It I is. Mean, everybody's talking about you know this poor guy that has to come up with a million dollars in tax money. Which was funny to hear Ed's side of, the, of that yeah. poor guy, you know, because yeah. Ed, Ed kind of sees it in an unedited light you know this show is fully like here's what we want you to get from it and that's how we edit it you know so absolutely to hear that side of it was pretty interesting i thought absolutely um i don't feel bad for the guy do you feel like this show overall is helping or hindering the the nationwide industry like i said i haven't seen it so i don't i don't well just from the echoes that you've Oh, um... Showing a dispensary that brings in millions of dollars and has over 19,000 patients, like, was that positive for uh, D'Angelo, you think? I... It's it's just a reality show, right? It's turned into storage wars, but about Right, yeah. I think it depends on how it's, you know, how it comes across to other people, honestly. I think if you're against cannabis and you hear that somebody has 19,000 cannabis users coming through their shop, they're gonna <clears throat> it's gonna ruffle their feathers even more. But, but you if you're in these... support of cannabis you're like, yeah, go him! Like, yeah, yeah right? cool! But, but then you see, like, he has that much money and it's good that, from what the show said, you know, they pay their bills and then anything above that that they make goes back into these programs and everything. And then they get hit with the tax thing, and now they're scrambling to come up with, you know, what, one point something million dollars or whatever. 
And then, but the next episode I thought was kind of interesting. I was doing a little reading over the weekend about our uh, nation's youngest cannabis patient, that kid that had a brain brain tumor, inoperable brain cancer or something. His name was Cash. I guess episode two of Weed Wars shows a five-year-old who is, uh, he's been having problems with seizures uh, that last up to like an hour uh, and been dealing with it since he was four months old. And I, I feel like putting this, because that's like people's big fears, right, is that the kids, and here you have a parent who's giving their kid pot, and I feel like the, the perception of that is this kid is just stoned off his ass all day and, you know, it, it's going to be problematic. We've seen studies that say you shouldn't give marijuana to kids because their brain is still forming. But they don't understand that this is a different thing. This isn't the kid smoking pot and, like, getting high, you know. This but, is a oh. medical application. No matter how you try to explain it to a person, though, if they're unaccepting of marijuana, they're not okay with it. It doesn't matter if you're five years old or 50 years old. And that's what I posted in a hotboxpodcast.com slash forums. Our forums there we share with the jam hole. There's a a whole section on activism. I posted some videos of Cash's father speaking at a, a thing in, I think, Colorado it was. But just talking about, like, how... When the kid doesn't have access to this this medicine, like it, it's completely negative on on the kid's body. Like you saying, he doesn't get up out of bed, and he's like he's basically there, just withering away and dying. But when he has this, like it's it's a complete change in everything. Like and for the good, you know. And and to hear stuff like that, and to see people like in this episode of Weed Wars that you know they may be having problems getting their medicine or like what Mike talked about, Cash's father, about how they met this, you know, this family that had a daughter that had this basically the same thing, but they they didn't know anything about it. They didn't know how to grow it or how to infuse, you know, the oils that they were using, anything. And he's like, to see them give all of these pharmaceuticals to this little kid and really just prolonging this, you know, crappy level of of comfort in life and, and know, them knowing that they have something that actually will help. But because of the way the laws work, I can't give this to you. You know, I mean, wink, wink, right. I'm not going to let you suffer, but like, I can't give this to you. And, and that's one of the really like sad and scary things about being a parent is when you know something can help, but you can't give it to your right. child. I mean, my son, I've talked about him on the earlier yeah. episodes of the show. He's seven now. He still takes Adderall, Clonidine, and Seroquel. When I've had tons of people tell me that yep. uh, just giving him a tincture would probably take care of everything he's taking those medications for. Minus the side effects. Right. But mm-hmm. I if honestly... If that gets out, what do you have to worry right, about? A I'm knock s- on the door? Like, that, that's well, no yeah, way to Well, yeah, because I'm scared because it's not just him. I have two other children also. They're not yeah. just going to come in and take him. They'd take all three of my kids at one time if they decided that, that was wrong for me to do. And then that's a whole system you're going to have to deal with in order to rectify something that really wasn't problematic in the first place. And see, this is one of my biggest problems with 
certain laws is it takes away a parent's ability to parent. Right. It puts I that in their hands. I do not have the ability to determine what goes into my children's bodies beyond a shadow of a doubt. Somebody is always there telling me I'm doing it wrong. I'm giving too much. I'm not giving enough. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Right. And there's really no like laid out protocol of how it should be because nobody can get the rights to study it because it's schedule one. Exactly. And that's, that's, again, a huge problem. I think that'll be a much better episode for the show Weed Wars to make a positive impact on individuals that maybe are on the fence. Instead of, like, showing the money side and the millions and all. And Don't tailor it to the choir, so to speak. Go after it. Right. right. You know right. what I mean? Like, here's this five-year-old be child use that is of your... obviously benefiting from it. I think that'll yeah. have a, a much more positive effect or, on it. And, I mean, I'd, I'd hate to say, you know, take it away and put the child back through the misery just so you could film kinda, a before after kind of like a super high me but like yeah, my you, super sick kid here we go you almost <laughs> if you didn't start at the beginning because maybe you didn't know you almost want to go back and like redocument like okay i know this is going to suck but but we we got to daddy's got to make a video for the internet <laughs> and you like we're going to have to take you off of the the cannabis medication and put you back on all of these pharmaceuticals and it's going to be terrible. You're going to hate life, and you're probably going to hate me for this, but trust me, this is going to help millions of people. You know, what like, is, nobody wants to do that, you know? One of the sad things I have to deal with now is my son asks me not to give him medicine. He'll tell me. Yeah, what do right, you say to then that? And there, like, he's like, can, you, can I not have the medicine? And I'm like, honey, I'm sorry, but if you don't take it, you'll get really but sick. But mommy, medicine's supposed to help me. This doesn't help and me. And see, that's the confusing thing. You, you yep. don't know how to ever explain that to somebody. you know. And I think weed wars is beneficial as long as they don't go off track and start doing the whole like underground bandana over the right. face. I've got guns. I'm going to, you know. And so far, I mean, we watched it before last episode and it, it did paint a, a very professional, uh, although it, it, it was really populated. I mean, that place is busy and it shows that, but it was very professional, very clean. And it, it showed them as like, as a as a medical marijuana business, this is the kind of BS you have to deal with. You know, them all of a sudden saying, "Oh, by the way, you have you owe us all this money in taxes that you didn't, you know, yesterday." And it looks like with this from the from the video I watched, I haven't seen the whole episode, but uh, he says he's the the guy. His name's Jason. It's Jaden's father, the five year old. He says uh, he's found little success from traditional medication. He desperately turned to Harborside Health Center, uh, and then. He says, I'm not trying to get my son high, uh, and I'm trying to cure his seizures. In the episode, Jason administered a tincture of medical cannabinoid, uh, medical cannabinoid orally with little resistance from Jaden. The CBD tincture he used was non-intoxicating, meaning that Jaden should not have felt any side effect or high. And I think that's, that is something they really need to focus on when dealing with you know the younger generation, is that, look, this is... This is specifically designed to stop seizures. It will not get him high because those cannabinoids are not in there. It is only these cannabinoids. Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there that still assume when they hear somebody's taking pot, pot, it's a reefer madness moment and everybody's going to start manically laughing. Oh, no. (laughs) So, uh, loaded with controversy surrounding the use of medical marijuana, critics are sure to be outraged anyway says, since airing this fall, Weed Wars has aimed to shed light on the medical marijuana industry and dispel the myths and stereotypes that might surround it. I'd say so far, so good. I haven't seen the second episode, but I mean, I don't know. Showing 
they they kind of they didn't really focus on like look how big it is, but they were saying you know here's the stats. So uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens as it as it goes on. It, and we making, did they interview any of the patients that go to Harborside? And like it was mostly a lot of the staff from what I saw. So I didn't really see it. There was a, maybe a couple patients that that talked talked about you know what they expected and how how everything worked out, but. Not it's hard bad. to get, I don't know, I've noticed from all the different things I've seen, it's hard to get patients that come across the right way. Right. And you don't want to <laughs> coach them too much <laughs> to... Really? Well, the, the, like the, just, older, <laughs> the older hippie generation that's well, just like, yeah. it's medicine, man. Well, no, I mean, like, I've, I guess it, maybe it's just me. I've just been in a lot of situations where, like, there was good intent to have, like, a good story portrayed, and they would start talking, and they just kept saying things that you knew didn't yeah. sound right. And you're like, new, you can't, like, bust in the middle of it and go, no, don't, don't say it like that. <laughs> hold on, hold on, take two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear that. I mean, well, I think that anybody that's that's uh, uh, been somewhat politically active for cannabis has come across that, where you're listening to somebody else talk about something, and you're like, oh, God, I can't <laughs> believe they're saying that. Like, no. Oh, Those are called the douche on. chills. You know, like, I, I I see what you're saying here, and everybody, you know, like, yeah, we we somewhat agree with you, but, like, there's a, there's a tactful way of going about you know presenting information to people other than oh dude it's like never hurt anybody dude and then like if I don't smoke before I get out of bed like I don't I don't even feel like eating my cocoa puffs man it's just I'm not even gonna know, deliver pizzas today bro <laughs> it's like I, quit. I don't I just I gotta smoke all the time I'm like oh man oh. terrible. And then that gets edited however it's going to get edited. And usually that's going to be what the biggest story is going to be. So they're going to, you know, shift it in that direction. Bird 35 wants in the drawing. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're giving away free stuff. Oh, yeah. Do you want to maybe mention one? Yeah, we can. uh, Give me Um, one thing. What's one one item? I mean, I have have a uh, glass blown nug jar. It's on the camera here. Um, It's a cork top. Oh, yeah. Camera one. Yeah, one. Um, nice. That's one item. Just a little nug jar there. I have three <laughs> things to give away that I brought down from the shop today. Um, so there's the nug jar. Um, there is a glass hand pipe. It's of decent size. It's got a deep, deep loadable um, mm-hmm. medical bowl there. Mm-hmm. Easy to clean. Large holes. Mm-hmm. Um, slightly color changing. Right. We'll uh, we'll show the last thing off uh, okay. after uh, after a bit here. And so the deal is is that I'm I'm writing people's nicknames, call signs, screen names. That's um, right. If you're Justin fan, just uh, tell us it's something to write down. Something. I don't care if I don't care what it is. If you want to give me a number, if you want to give me a name. And what we'll do is uh, randomly pick towards the end of the show, and then whoever wins, just email info at hotboxpodcast.com and we'll uh, arrange shipment. How's that? Yeah, and none of this stuff is illegal to send, so you, be you don't have 18? to worry about it coming to your mailbox. Got to be over eighteen. Um, That's usually safe. Brother. I don't know because you're actually not purchasing it. That's true. You have to be eighteen to go into a glass shop. How about just? I would hope that you're over eighteen. If you're listening to this show, I'm gonna, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say you're over eighteen. Probably. Or I mean, you I don't. I think that if you were seventeen, this wouldn't be the most interesting thing. Like, <laughs> right. like cannabis politics. Vote. Like I'm too vote. busy trying to get stoned and play <laughs> Modern Warfare three or something. I'm going to go listen to marijuana radio. <laughs> yeah, on a Saturday night. <laughs> oh, I mean, well. come on. Oh well. 
All right. Uh, moving on. What do you want? What do you want to hit next? You want to do some dispensary etiquette? Oh well, we were just talking. That's why I asked about uh, if they interviewed anybody at Harborside because. Um, we got raided a couple weeks ago, you know, and I, and this woman calls into my shop today and was, was really upset that I, that I wasn't going to be able to help her out with a, you know, with a a bag of trimming trim. I call it shake the shop. And she was like upset with me. Calls up and says, do you have any shake? Yeah. Do you have any shake? You know, I was hoping to maybe get an ounce of just shake from you. And I, and I was like, well, miss, you know, I, I don't have any of that shake right now. You know, it's going to it's gonna be a while. We're actually going to start harvesting here this next week. And then, you know, by the time things dry out and stuff, it'll probably be the week after that I would have any of that available. Which and is she, three weeks after getting raided. You know, just. By the time that we have it in the shop, it'll probably be four weeks. Right. Four okay. and a half weeks total. And, and she, like, was offended that I, that I didn't have that there. She said, well, wow. well, why can't you get any sooner? And I was like, miss, I understand your frustration, but, like, Everything we had was taken, pretty much, like as far as inventory goes. And right. like, and I don't know if you know this or not, but under the new laws, we're not allowed to just go get more. You know, right. that's so illegal. Now. We have to grow it. And, and that takes a minute. And if you'd like it dry, like, you know, I, <laughs> I'll just give you the plant. I mean, if you know, of- like I can bring it down wet, but if you'd like it to dry and, and so that it's usable when you get down oh, here man. and she was like, well. You know, and it was like she had to sacrifice to come down and, and you know, actually get some decent. Um, to hold her over? Yeah, some decent actual, like, cannabis to hold her over until she could, you know, get her ounce of, of bullshit shake. But offended, you know, and, and didn't grasp the fact that, you know, like, the, the situation of, of how hard it is to you know, keep something on the shelves when pretty much everything was taken. And, and yeah, that's, and to have what's there after something like that happens, like, that's a good bounce back. You know, people should right, be like, and, thank you, is there anything we can do to help? You know, yeah, like, you know and, it's, and then, you know, another individual today is says, you know, I had, there was about two and a half grams of shake in the bottom of a jar. Uh, it was a big Buddha cheese strain, and, sure. you know, they, just because it was just the Duffy shake at the bottom of the jar, he's like, like, could I just like have that? Just like, <laughs> and it was like, dude, you know, oh, man. <laughs> no, you can't just have I'm that. Sorry, there's a reason. It, it's for sale, and he was like, but it's just shake, man. Come on, so and it was that like, doesn't get you stoned or help your medical ailment any better. Like, come on, you right? Know. And so it was just like, it was. I don't know. It's like, I guess maybe it was my mood today or whatever. But I was like, no, listen, that's... everything like three weeks ago we got raided. The federal government came in and and took all of our inventory, Everyone and now was... you're in here looking for handouts well and when that happened everyone was like oh my god you know they they were more empathetic to you know your situation the lack of variety and like yeah they were like oh wow that's cool you have something and now like a week later they're all like you know back to f you yeah oh yeah well why can't i just have that you know and it was (laughs) it's like you know you come in you pay for something and i look in your wallet and it's like well you got an extra 20 dollar bill in there could i just have that have that that's i mean like you, you don't need that, do you? I mean, it's just sitting in your wallet. Obviously, it's not going to. I'll go to Walmart and say, "Man, that's the last one. Can I, I just guess. have that?" I mean, and I don't know if this is like the dis- display model. Can I just have that? Sounds like a bad case of the gimmies. The gimme, gimme, gimmies. Well, I think that's pretty common. 
I mean, that's really common, I think, in a dispensary. You know, uh, it, I, I don't know if they it's like the, your pot's free and, and there's so much of it that. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You know, if you like back in the day, if you go over to your drug dealer's house and he's weighing out yeah, a 10 pack, 10 yeah. pounds, you know, like he probably is not going to care if you're like scraping the crumbs off the table and rolling a joint out of it. Like, I, I, you know, and so when you come into a shop and there's there's all this cannabis sitting in front of you, like, what's that little bit of shake to these guys? You know, and it's like, well. It's not really it's not really the way it works exactly, you know? Like, you can't go to Taco Bell and say, oh, you got some extra tacos back there, don't you? Yeah, can I just have that? Like, you got... You Day got a- olds? Like, come on. Those donuts are just going to get trashed. <laughs> well, you can have them when you dig them out of the trash. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Um... So dispensary I, I don't etiquette. Know if it's, don't I, just go in there and well, assume no, that they have overabundance of product and that you can just have that. Unless they offer. If, well, right? I, you don't you ask. Know, I don't know to, about etiquette about that. It was just kind of like, I, it's it's astonishing to me how people assume that, right. you know, just because it's cannabis and it's a dispensary that, you know, they can try to uh, swindle a deal or, or play the game or, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Deals work up a hustle. After like hours it's not a business. In the back. Yeah. Of you know, yeah. like, oh, you, the same thing with the fronts and the same thing with, which, you know, I do run credit for, for patients at, you know, certain patients that haven't fucked us over in the past in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. And you know who you are, you assholes, if you're listening. Do they listen? I don't know. I notice you, you, you know if, if a- they're gonna if they're gonna you know if they're gonna ditch out over a twenty dollar credit, I doubt they have the money to pay for internet. Good but you can listen at the library. I'm it's sure. you know it's so funny that you know and people expect that. Oh well, uh, just give me this quarter on the front. Like what? Like don't ask, they don't ask they just assume that that's something that's going to happen oh, and I don't way, know if that's sir. etiquette maybe that's just my I don't know bad attitude recently Dude, but it's like some people's children man I don't you know I I can't think of any other business that you could walk into and say oh yeah just put well I guess a bar you could have a bar tab Sure. You know, oh, just put that on the tab, I guess. So I guess that applies. But you don't just order and assume. like Right. You, you yeah. I, well, I don't know, at a bar, you... Do you? I don't know. I, I've never had a bar tab, I don't so know. I don't I don't Not know. a raging you alcoholic. Order, but. Like, yeah, you just order. But, I mean, dispensaries can't work like right. that. Right. Yeah, have well... Have, you have to have lines. I think people <laughs> assume that since we're selling marijuana that we, we're, we make, you know, all this money. You know, but that we're they, rolling in dough, and it's like, well... You know, we pay two thousand a month in rent, and and we got to pay wages, and we got to pay. You know, like there's a lot of overhead for having a dispensary, let alone you know, like we don't sell it for as much as the street prices used to be. And I think there's a misconception that because we have a dispensary, that we're rich drug dealers. Right? Do pharmacies let people run credit? Can I just have that? <laughs> right, hey, those right. are the last O's. Can I just have those? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, right? Come on. Like, oh look, there's a couple in the bottom of the bottle. Why don't you just tap Why those you in? Just for drop me. those and I'll pick them up and just have those. Um, one thing that I do that a, that a, a pharmacy doesn't do, you know, um, if you uh, if you Sell come down, pot. right? Well, that I guess oh, that as well. End. To put it bluntly, you know. But if somebody somebody comes down and they get an ounce of a particular type of cannabis and they go home and they use it and they don't like it, I will like as long as it's not a week later. If it's the next day and they come back with this this, you know, they're twenty seven and a half grams and they're like, oh, I really didn't like that. I'll exchange it for them. 
as long as it's in good, you know, as long as it's not like mashed up, they sat with it in their back pocket on the way right. home and it's and all broke and fucked. You user know, user error. The, the pharmacy doesn't do that. If you yes. take your bottle of pills back and you're once like, man, you these leave, don't work. I once know you for leave, a that's... fact they will not take it back if you say it doesn't work right. Yeah, absolutely not. They're not going to do anything. I like had that. surgery back in May and I begged and pleaded for something stronger. And they said no. Nah, they said no. I'm nah. like, they cut me open. We don't care. <laughs> Go home and sleep it off. <laughs> <laughs> Walk it off, kid. Jesus. Get out Christ. of here. Um, so just a, a last Do you want to talk about some uh, landlord etiquette? Or no? Oh, um, well, because of the raids, um, our landlord has decided that we need to find a new location to go to. <laughs> Which was kind of opposite to... Well, we were invited there in the first place. Exactly. He said, come down. I want you in my building. Come, yeah, set up your shop here. When the rent was flowing like rivers of milk and honey in the promised land. Right. Everything was A-OK. Well, and I just gotten the Rent on Time Award in our building. Like, you know, once a month. What'd he, you win? A $20 gift certificate. Nice. To where? Uh, Blooming Bellies. Hmm. I want a landlord that does that, man. Yeah, cool. No, I love the landlords. They're really cool. They they do like we. I don't know. It's like part of a community. If you if you have a suite in that building, you know, you get a newsletter, and they. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 been a really great experience. Blooming Bellies, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not something that I can huh. particularly. You should use. maybe have saved that one for you know somebody that the, maybe could have used right. it. But yeah. you know, I, my plan is is to we should have given it away on the show. Oh man, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you recently knock up your significant other and or her friend? Or Here's something? twenty bucks Here that you go use at this. Uh, uh, Prego shop, um, <laughs> but since the 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 raids happened or the federal government was there, the landlord doesn't want to renew our lease, and so you know we're having to find. A you should have been like, location. dude, we're okay. There's like four lawyers upstairs. I mean, what's gonna happen? Is what what sucks. he worried about? What did he fall back to the? Uh, this building gets a lot of federal funding, so we're not gonna. No, you know, I bet you it was his attorney that was probably just said on hit. Just don't hey, better not to yeah, deal with it. You know, who knows what's gonna happen? You know, who no. knows how far that's gonna Even go? Even though he was a nice kid and the business was great and he took good care of the place, right? Now it's gonna be empty, right. and yeah, homeless people are gonna move in. I, yeah, I might make a hundred. F- Hundred copies of the key and just distribute them out so all the homeless people can just go. <laughs> just sit I'm show. just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Right. There's um, an edit. <laughs> <laughs> never. Um, so is what I guess the worst part about so that D-Bud is. Debud says I think it was city planners pressuring him, and that could be that could be as well. We are across the street from city hall, right? And a, like a half block from the police department. But now, doesn't that go back to the the argument that people are always like crime rates are higher in in the the quick major, the area right around a dispensary? You know, like that's all of a sudden the ghetto now. Well, the easiest which is not the at easiest all. thing for them to do is to try to push them all out into the areas where. Where if you drive by the pot shop, you mm-hmm. go, oh, yeah, uh. it would be here. I mean, okay, I've lived here my whole life. I lived in Evergreen. I kind of love the place. I know it looks like a shithole. <laughs> so when you drive through it now, though, you're going to see a bunch of pot shops because that's the easiest place for them to go. And it already kind of Medical looks, Mountain. Yeah, right. it already kind of looks see, people crappy, think so. People that don't know think that now there's a whole bunch of them. 
and that's like this everywhere. But what they don't understand is that it's just right there because it's illegal to have it anywhere else. So right. you had to go there. It right. wasn't their first choice to be like, I'm going to go, you know. Well, you know, that place I had problems with, the mm-hmm. asshole that got my, mm-hmm. my, my guy fired and all that yep. shit, he opened a place up in Evergreen. Really? Yep. I heard somebody, is he going to Alaska? Possibly, yeah. Well, I mean, he's gone there before. Okay, because somebody somebody sent me a Facebook message and was like, "What do you know about the the helping center or the healing center?" So I forget <laughs> what he said. He's like, "They're coming to Alaska." I was like, "Huh? I don't know." Yeah, and he was also going to like five other places, right? Got to spread the tentacles far and wide. So looking for a new location in this town is is mm. really kind of difficult because moratoriums. We, yeah, we we're the last dispensary that's in city limits. Um, we had more. We were grandfathered in, right? Because um, the shop was there before um, before they said no more marijuana shops in city limits. And so, um, I have uh, uh, I have I have four patients that are in wheelchairs, three of which live in assisted living. Um, Less than three blocks away from our shop. And I know that that's like a small percentage. I mean, that's three or four patients that are in wheelchairs that rely. But there are several, I would say probably 10 people total that do rely on our location because they can walk there um, from these assisted living places yeah, that, key, are, key that are nearby. And so they're losing that. They're Like wherever we go is going to have to be you know, several least, miles away. At least. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like getting kicked while you're down, I guess. You yeah, know, you, that you sucks. get you get all of your inventory, you get raided, you have this this experience with the federal government, and then it's like, it's oh, not like you and, missed and now we're gonna and now we're gonna try to shut your business down even more by having you move and well, you know discombobulating what you're what you're doing here. It's easiest to kick you when you're down. I mean, that it's kind of part of an entire plan if you think about it. I, think, I mean, though, you get with the raided. Lawyer, it's easier for the city to come in and say you guys shouldn't be here you know we kind of yeah. don't want them in the area i mean it's like a domino effect it's that no fucks matter you in the well, end and it's sad unfortunately it's kind of a learning you know is what i've been learning from all this is what it's like to be discriminated against isn't that weird um for yeah it's just it's so odd that people have such a negative like attitude towards what we're doing and that you know even from our landlord's perspective, you know, it's like, oh, but now because the federal government gave us a visit, now you don't want us here. All like, of a sudden, it's a problem. Right. But I was getting rent awards and handshakes and, you know, helping you carry things like when I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. good tenant. Federal government comes in against our will, no charges or anything, and and now we're not welcome there. And then looking for new locations, you know, immediately being told, oh, absolutely not. You know, and it's and and it's just a lesson in discrimination. You know, because of Profiling. because of choices that we've made or things that we believe in or a particular way that we feel, people are holding that against us and treating us like second class citizens. Yeah. Not just because we choose to use cannabis, but because we are in business for that. It's even more of a oh my god, you guys are you, you know like you're absolutely not. Oh yeah, no, you're the guy. You but know? see, you're educated too, which is the other huge thing that they're against. Because if they come at you and try. <laughs> telling you that it's hurtful and wrong you can throw everything in their face to explain how it's not but and that's dangerous it's almost for them. like convincing a, a believer into atheism it, like it, yeah. it's an impossible task it's i mean high, they yeah. they that's not have true. this preconception that's that's not true it's you can 
I I have changed several people's perspective on cannabis, and I haven't made them cannabis supporters, but I've certainly made them. They're not maybe, cannabis haters. Yeah, maybe kind of question. Right. Well, I don't know. Like, okay, I, like you can make a solid enough point by pointing out that the drugs that they're taking mm-hmm. aren't much different from the drugs that. We are you taking. just have to put it into terms that they can relate something personally with. Yeah, you know, and when I figure out how to relate cannabis to playing golf, I probably will do a lot better with all <laughs> Problem those. Problem solved. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. it seems that most people that are extremely anti-cannabis, like, it, and it's funny because a lot of people have this story of why they're against cannabis. You know, like, their neighbor's kid or, right. you know, somebody's friend of a friend, you know, and this is just something they've heard. I bet 80% of those are urban myths. I oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this I dude started smoking and- cannabis and then he was sucking dick in the alleyway three months later. You know, it's <laughs> right, like, right. Uh, you know, I, I really don't think that cannabis was the catalyst for that. But, you know, and like I've talked on the show many times, it's, I think that cannabis supporters need to stop saying that cannabis is harmless because well, yeah, cannabis yeah. has done negative things in particular people's lives. And whether the cannabis was actually the cause, Mm. well, that's to be argued too. But I think that uh, when somebody that hates cannabis hears somebody that is in support of cannabis say it's harmless, you know, that throws up this red flag because nothing's harmless. You got to stop talking in the the such uh, extremes. Right. You got to meet. We got to meet in the middle with this incremental steps but we've talked about that baby in, steps in a previous several shows yeah i am sure um so uh so what we we're talking names about in the drawing give me your names in the chat oh yeah names. yeah just uh, fan orange if you want some free shit give me uh, something to call you by <laughs> all right so we we're talking about the the five-year-old Jaden who who's having seizures cured and and the the baby cash who was having cancer uh allegedly cured I figure we could talk about this. It's been a while. I don't know if we've ever really mentioned it, but because the the argument a lot is that these these kids are getting high or people just want pot to get high and and everything, uh, we should talk about what the CBD actually is and how it's how it's helping uh, people without getting them high. And people need to know about this so that when somebody comes up to you and says everybody's just getting high. You can say, well, actually, no, because there's all of these strains. Well, there's less now because of raids happening, but there used to be a whole bunch of strains that had cannabinoid uh, called cannabinoidal. Cannabinoidal? Is that right? CBD. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is this is the, 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 the cannabinoid that helps seizures and, and everything without getting you all completely stoned. Like I am right now. Correct. Well, uh, THC is mostly your cerebral substance, your cerebral cannabinoid that's in cannabis. And so um, that particular chemical is focused mainly on your physical body. It's it's the one that makes you kind of have that lethargic type kind of lazy couch locked feeling. You know, it also stimulates (laughs) appetite and, you know, it's great for stress relief and those kinds of things. Um which is predominantly uh, found in indica strains. And some indica strains have a higher level of that particular um, cannabinoid be- 
because of the genetics of that particular. So plant. then you would take those strains high in that, and then make your tinctures and everything with with that to begin with. And now you have correct, and you actually find more of that more of that chemical the further away from the flower you get on a cannabis plant. So your trim leaf and things actually have a higher level than the flowers themselves do. Well, and this so, says that it's a major constituent of the plant, representing up to 40% in its extracts. So correct. It's, and that's all the stuff you would normally, what, just well, throw away? Or? Not all the stuff. You know, like the shade leaves and things. I mean, there is there there are um, cannabinoids in that stuff. But I'm just saying that you will find less THC and more CBD in your trim leaf and the things that you find further away. And so you can make edibles, you can make extracts and tinctures that are high in CBD and low in THC. Right. And so you don't get that cerebral high, but you get that physical therapeutic effect, which a lot of people rely on while they're working. You know, they don't want to be f- like mentally stoned, Alertness. but they want to, yeah. yeah, they want to be very functional, but they want that therapeutic relief that they get from cannabis Without smoking or without the high effect. And what it says here is medically it's shown to relieve convulsion, inflammation, anxiety, and nausea, as well as inhibit cancer cell growth. Recent studies have shown cannabinoidal to be as effective as atypical antipsychotics in treating the schizophrenia. Mm. That would be helpful. Studies have also shown that it may relieve symptoms of dystonia. Isn't dystonia that thing that they that one girl said she got? She was like a cheerleader or something, and she got like a flu shot, and then said that something in the shot gave her this all of a sudden. But then it ended up being a hoax. But the internet made a bunch of like weird videos about it. I have no it was idea. Really creepy. <laughs> dystonia, like it makes you like walk all weird. It's like the Exorcist effect. Oh. Am I thinking of something else? I thought that's what it was. Still don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dystonia is a neurological movement disorder in which sustained... Mo- yeah. I'm right. Anyway. Okay. I believe you. Uh, I really do. Okay. So, in November of 07, they have reported that CBD reduces growth of aggressive human breast cancer cells in vitro and reduces their invasiveness. So this... The more they study this, it looks like they're finding all sorts of applications. And you know what's funny is that the, the pharmaceutical version of the of you know pot or whatever was Marinol, and there's absolutely none of this Correct. in there. It was strictly THC. And Correct. Yeah. Anyway. Well, even in Sativax, you know, the, yeah, the, the, other, the yeah. experimental or legal in Europe. None of this either. It, it doesn't there. have any of those things. You See, know, they were way off. They were looking... There's 66 cannabinoids in cannabis, and they and they interact differently. They're like neurons in your brain. They can they can um, kind of like link up and 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 in any number of different combinations. And so, th- we haven't done near enough research to even find out how they interact together. And so, if you have 66 independent cannabinoids in a plant that can interact independently or in combination with each other, I'm not sure how many combinations that is, but that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to get that from singling out a, a particular uh, cannabinoid and then They're synthesizing all it and making it. Right, and other. so that's why I think that you find so many drastic differences with cannabis, especially from person to person. The way that the way that a particular strain affects me doesn't mean that it's going to so affect you, you in the same way. you have to take into consideration the different, the, all the different cannabinoids but then you also have to see all the different kinds of of brain chemistry that the individual has so that's like that's a massive number 
for for how many different variations there is. Right. Yeah. Between I'm, the two. I'm sure like it's in the millions of different combinations of cannabis. Crazy. And, and so like and that's that's the other thing that I think is empowering for patients when they become a medical marijuana patient is that not only do you get to take your ailment into your own hands, it should be empowering that you get to educate yourself and try to manage this on your own with your education and your decisions instead of like Sandy was saying that, you know, this is what you have to give your son and this is how much of it. And this is exactly what he needs. You know, with cannabis as a cannabis patient, you're able to regulate not only your dosage, but the type of cannabis. And through a little bit of experimentation as far as what strains work best for you, you can really kind of find a couple different strains that do different things for you. Is it daytime and you want to be functional and do things? Is it time for bed? You know, is it, is it, does this one really make you hungry? And so you could, you know, use this only when you just really wanted to be hungry. You should point out too that when people try to get on antidepressants, sometimes it's years before they find the right combination or the right dosage or whatever for that individual person. I went through that it's, for it's, years, and it's right. a horrible, horrible game to play, Just trying different prescription medications. Like, I'd have to call a doctor and be like, um, I... My left ear is numb. I don't think that's normal. It said um, to call you on the label. Now, isn't so. that the normal process, though? Because normally when you go in, like, you know how many people that take high blood, ple- high blood pressure medication uh, stick with the first one that they try? It's usually a process of we tried this one and it didn't work so well. So then we tried this one and then we found this one and this is the one that works best right. for you. But sometimes with those, they don't see those effects for like months. So they have Absolutely. to wait like this this waiting period first and mm-hmm. then you can you know and change. smoking cannabis is is immediate Pretty, you know i mean you can obviously uh using a particular strain one time isn't going to like get you familiar with it you know i've been i've been telling patients for a long time to get like a, a journal of you know just because we have so many different varieties and if you're if you're using all these cannabises and you're you are concerned with citizen you know, scientists what, you might as well you know, yeah take notes them. you know you yeah. can say you know g13 you know I, I didn't really like the flavor, but boy, it you know it it did this for me and it alleviated my pain and and it did all these positive things for me. And then maybe it did these couple things that I didn't like, like you know maybe it was. It's uh, good to throw uh, it all in there, so we maybe can the see effects what's... didn't last very long, or maybe it was too intense, or you know those kinds of things. So that when you're making decisions in the future, you have a little bit of knowledge when you go into your dispensary, so you can make educated decisions. And that's what I mean about well, it helps this should everybody. be empowering. If, you know. If, you know what see, what one dosage would be if it's too too powerful it's it's good to know that kind of stuff well yeah cuz like when i was a kid i was a pot smoking high schooler i remember pot was pot and i just smoked whatever sometimes i didn't like it sometimes it was fucking great yeah but now it's like i actually pay attention to that stuff like i know white widow makes me way too anxious like i just get that jittery feeling that i'm really uncomfortable so i know to avoid it and that's that happens a lot too, you know, when you hear about somebody that has a really paranoid, anxious experience after using cannabis, it's kind of like, oh, well, you probably did smoke a sativa and you probably do have some anxiety initially. And so by using that sativa or using that particular strain of cannabis inflamed that trait. And that's why you had that experience. If you were to use a different type of cannabis or a different strain, m- you m- may not have those similar effects. Again, that's something that you lose, you know, by buying cannabis in the black market is that you don't 
get choice. to be specific. <laughs> you know, you have your two kinds of <clears throat> cannabis, yes and no. Yeah, and I mean, even as a <laughs> I'll patient, take some of the yes. people will have a bad experience with the kind that they try. I mean, I remember I had a patient who was like a much older woman who was trying it because of cancer. And she called me one time like she was not okay. But it was because she had overdone what I recommended she try. Like, for a beginner, you can't just sit there and go through an entire bag in one sitting. You need to pace yourself. <laughs> yeah. And so I just had to talk her down a little bit. It was okay. But, I mean, you got to pay attention to stuff like that, and a lot of people don't. Yeah. That's something else that surprises people, that not all these patients want the most potent, powerful, stony strain. Like, that's not what they're after. They don't want to take two hits and then be incapacitated sitting on the couch yeah. telling their telling their significant another to go find some munchies. You know, that's that's not what everybody is after. There are people that do want the most potent, but there are – I have patients that kind of are like, that one was too much for me. Like, I, I'm going to stick with this one over here. Tara says couch lock. <laughs> Word. Yeah. But it, why is that the – why is that how everybody thinks it is? Is it from the movies and from the well, media? Well, I think it's just a conception that, you know, if you use marijuana, you're just trying to get stoned. You just want to get right, all fucked up. Because that's an argument that's right. know, brought up quite a you bit. You know, you're not using it for anything therapeutic. You're just using it to get fucked up. Much like – you know, and that's like, you know, why you can relate you that to any other drug. <laughs> or, right. Yeah. You know, can I not just go out and have a drink? In excess is to get – Or do I have to go out and get fucking hammered exactly. drunk yeah. and be throwing up all over the place? Or can I just go out and have a drink or have a glass – you know, like yeah. – But that that's – you know, it's because Schedule One drugs are called drugs of abuse. And you know what? Sometimes you do like to have a little, a little puff right before dinner. And then, <laughs> right. you know, but you're not getting – Completely, and because Schedule One drugs are called drugs of abuse, right? Uh, then there is no use of them, right? It's you know, all... one time of using a Schedule One drug, people consider drug abuse, and so they think that if you use one of those substances one time, you know, you might as well hole up yep. in a heroin den and, yeah, and tie one off, once. <laughs> right? Right? And tie one off. <laughs> Uh, this also Fire says under I don't know I no no that was right I just like that uh, this under med medicinal use it says cannabinoid may block THC's interference with memory and then there's there's a couple links there to to a reference so could you then in theory you can supplement your psychoactive let's get really fucked up use with some mind clearing like a reset with a, some high CBD that that will kind of get that out of your out of your system. Is that? Am I interpreting that right? Can you just? Um, does it work like that? I don't. I don't necessarily think so. I hmm. mean, there are ways to um, negate the effects of drugs in your system. You know, like, um, but to to take away a can to take away the effects of cannabis. I, I mean, I haven't heard of any way, you know, like, um, I, well, the LSD, memory. if you drink milk, you know what I mean? It can, I it urban can, myths. It, you know what I mean? Like that was the urban myth that uh, if you drink a bunch of milk while you're frying, you won't really be frying afterwards, you know, but you know, when you go in, if you've overdosed on, you know, if you've taken too many pills, they can go in and they do like some sort of carbon flush in your stomach or, uh, something like that to, so that you don't overdose in the hospital. There's something I don't know. I've never done that, so it's not something. Just I'm completely making up shit at this when, point. <laughs> no, you, you go in. They they pump you full of well, some it, carbon if it's material. Opiates, they pump you with some naloxone, and that gets there you, you out go. of here. But I don't know about anything else. And so I don't think I think that time is 
as far as my knowledge goes, is the only thing that can really. Is it like weird that the urban myth about LSD eating. made people think that if you drank orange juice, you got more messed up? But the urban myths about pot like made all of these generations think it's just like the most evil thing ever. Uh, that seems so. You don't think that people think that LSD is evil? I think there's more of an acceptance for it. You think so? I think so. I really so, do. If we instead of instead of trying to do medical marijuana, if we were like fuck it, let's do medical LSD. Sure. Because I mean, there has been clinical tests and right. trials. Do you think that we would right. have an easier time getting medical LSD put through legislation or put through public opinion than medical marijuana? I think so. I really do. I think you should start a poll. Let's do it. Start a poll on the forums. Like, would, would you, you would rather? you rather see medical <laughs> marijuana or medical <laughs> LSD? Hold on. Kill, fuck, marry. <laughs> medical <laughs> marijuana, LSD, <laughs> and meth. Like, which I mean, one would you? Well, obviously, I'm already... gonna kill meth. I'm gonna fuck LSD, and I'm gonna marry marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Done. All right. So, uh. Next week for you guys, we have an interview with a gentleman from Leap. The, uh, he was a former assistant attorney general from Brockton, MA. I'm just going to say MA because I don't know what that stands for. Oh, Massachusetts. Uh, so he wants, they want to talk about this article. And you were. <laughs> this is, a, I mean, this is an issue, obviously, for next show, but I just want to kind of let everyone know this is going to get into some serious civil liberties and political mm, what what are we going to talk about ian well apparently um we're going to be talking about the first amendment rights being taken away from individuals that support the whether it's legalization or decriminalization of uh medical marijuana or marijuana in general really um the guest that we're going to have on the show um, is in. Uh, he was in a. He's an ex assistant attorney general. Um, this is somebody that obviously has climbed up the legal food chain, um, and is going to be on the show next week to talk to us about um, um, the rights that people are losing because of cannabis. So this goes back to what we said: if the local officers that participated in the raid, like, what if they would have just said no, or were they? Were they picked to, and th this is about border agents uh, and border patrol who don't necessarily agree with what the drug laws state that they need to do and the price that they're paying for having those, those personal thoughts, opinions, thoughts. is their job. Right. Because, um, you know, and I think that uh, one of the border patrol agents, was it uh, Mr. Miller, I believe, mm. um, who because he had a statement saying that he kind of empathized with the with the law enforcement against prohibition crowd right. and saw the problem with you know the the violence going on over marijuana while he's at work um being a border patrol officer but um and there's another gentleman too Mr. Gonzalez and he says right. he held personal views that were contrary to core characteristics of border patrol agents which are patriotism dedication and esprit de corps. So, and Mr. how do you disagree with? Yeah. I mean, it's Mr. Gonzola says, and I quote: "I don't want to work at a place that says I can't think." Mr. Gonzalez, Word to who, that, yeah, who grew up in El, pa El Paso, mm -hmm. uh, just across the border from 
a town in Mexico, mm-hmm. which has experienced <laughs> some of the worst bloodshed in Mexico. And so this That's is that Im- place that we constantly have these stories about all the cartel murders and like hanging people yeah. there with notes. Q- yeah. It's like Cuidad Juarez or yeah, something. Yeah, so, you know, this hell. individual who lost his job. And here's the funny thing is that he gets a settlement for uh, um, wrongful what? Yeah, wrongful termination or whatever for eight hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, and they gave him his job. Then they gave him his job back, which he then retired from. Right. So full bennies. (laughs) There's your there's your taxpayer dollars going um, (laughs) even more to waste. Like we're firing people that have an opinion that differs from their department. They're still doing their jobs, though. I think that that should that point should be made. It's not like they're letting these marijuana cartel these these traffickers get away with it. They just don't agree with it, right? Um, But I think it's different too. The ones that are going after the cartels and the ones that are doing the on soil raids, you know, right here, especially in states that have their own medical. Absolutely. Um, you know, last time we had the leap officer on here, I mean, he was full of great insight. He had lots of good things to say. So I'm excited for this gentleman to come on. Mm -hmm. Um, the last person that we had on, I believe he was a, was he a DEA agent or just a a drug task force agent? I think it was, I don't know. I think it was task force. So that's, that's, that's somebody that, you know, boots on the ground doing busts, listening to wires, (laughs) like actually making arrests. This guy is the guy from the courtroom, the people that from then on that's signing, signing for warrants. You know, this is more of an administrative position. Somebody that has a lot more control over that situation because he's going to be making out warrants. He's going to be, you know, the person that gets uh, asked questions about whether this is legal or not, or if this is the way that they can go about it. So this should be a really interesting conversation um, as far as hearing from this prominent law enforcement individual working in the court systems as an assistant attorney general. It says now he's a principal partner at Amiable and Berkeley uh, in Brockton, Mass., which specializes in civil and criminal litigation. He received his BA from the University of Colorado and JD from Boston College Law School. So what a rare treat to have right? an individual as such to come on and talk For to sure. us about how he agrees with the, with getting cannabis off of the Schedule 1 or yeah. decriminalization or legalization. This is somebody that you know we normally view as an individual that's on the <laughs> other side of the fence Who's on our side of the fence that's that's trying yeah. to fight for our rights and our civil liberties. And it says here the guy that's handling the, the Miller case, the legal director for the ACLU of Arizona, he says more and more members of the law enforcement community are speaking out against failed drug policies and they don't give up their right to share their insight and engage in this important debate simply because they receive government paychecks, which is the same exact excuse we hear we hear here. We, we get federal money. We receive a government paycheck. Same thing. Right. Like, this is just, you know, right. it's your actual job. You're not just a state receiving. They, they probably, the that federal funding probably came from the bank accounts that they raided. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, they're just taking. You're it's welcome. Like the reverse of Robin Hood. Right. Um, Tara in the chat room would like uh, to remind everybody that on ah. Monday at 730 at the VFW here in Kalispell, there is an MTCIA meeting. That's the Montana Cannabis Industry Association. MTCIA.org. Correct. Um, they're going to be having a, a meeting at 730 p.m. 
Um, there's, it's like kind of like a potluck kind of thing. It's open to the public. Please come down, gift exchange, whatever. Um, these are very informative meetings. Um, there's a lot of current events that are gone over. Um, a lot of topics are discussed as far as where the local industry is headed, what we need to do to progress this movement here in Montana and how you can help. Um, mm-hmm. It's also a great environment to uh, meet other people that are in the same situation as you are or feel the same way that you do. Um, like birds of a feather. individuals. Yeah, birds of a feather. And so it's if you are interested or you do want to attend um, this meeting, come down to the VFW Monday night at 730. Is that this coming Monday, like in two days, Tara? She'll I say believe in the so. chat. We'll, we'll go over that. Um, this last thing that I want to give away, you know what's funny is that I, I think I have three names. Do I have three or four? Skekis? Yeah, I got Skekis. He said how to pronounce it, too. Yeah, what it was like dick. Sexies or something. Skeksies. I don't know, whatever. Bird 35. Skeksies. You'll be mailing um, this one to, like, Jimmy One. <laughs> Does anybody else want it in this drawing? The last thing I have is an easy vape to give away. Um, oh, now you want into the... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so an not a handpipe. So that. this is an easy vape. Here, put it on camera one. It's a. Uh, it's just a hose vaporizer mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they retail for 100 I normally sell them for like 80 bucks somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Um, nice. It's, uh, it's an introductory vaporizer. Um, I have one at my house. Um, it works out really well. It conserves cannabis. Um, I like the... Other half of this is how we were talking about CBDs and things is that the the material um, after you use material out of this vaporizer, you don't need to like throw it in your ashtray or throw it away. Put it in a jar with your stems and your other kind of waste products because it can be used to make edibles as well because it still has a lot of those CBDs and CBNs still in the material. And so hmm. you can kind of use know. this material twice. Also, if you've never used a vaporizer, the, um, it's a tool. You have to learn how to use it. It's not quite like flicking the lighter and smoking. Right. You have to kind of yeah. learn how to. It's like baking to, a cake. You got to set it to preheat. You got to. Right. There's, <laughs> and so, like, up. depending on how dry your cannabis is or how finely ground up it is or whatever you know you have to adjust the temperature a little bit and learn how to use it but once you've learned how to use it they're extremely beneficial i haven't i haven't sold a vaporizer um and had somebody be dissatisfied with it so um if anybody else wants in on this drawing please give me something to write down on a piece of paper that i can call you by and we'll start giving some shit away here in a second excellent sandy what how's it going (laughs) <laughs> it's going. What what have you been doing since we last seen you? Cleaning up after rich people. <laughs> um, I'm a housekeeper. Pigs, all of you. I make an hourly wage cleaning up after other people's vacations. Everyone wondered like where and what happened and we got kind of worried for a minute. Yeah, everything kind of went downhill to a very low, dark, rocky place. That will happen sometimes. And so now I just work full time. Just a a reorganization of priorities. Yep. That's good. You doing good, though? Yeah. Everything's swell? I am now, yeah. Loving life? Well, yeah. (laughs) I'm stay positive. Could be better, could be worse. (laughs) Hey, you know. That's cool, well. I live in a tiny trailer, so that could be better. <laughs> I think we've all at some point. But in I time. live in a trailer and have a job, so it could be worse. That is true. <laughs> that is true. There's like a, a, a vast majority of people that are like just hating life right now because there's they got laid off or what have you, or they got raided and 
lost their job. <laughs> Always a shitty deal. So yeah, I think that's. What? Did you want to talk about this other? Uh, about how the the municipal officials in Vancouver say that it, it's. I mean, we talked about it already. They're uh-huh. saying that places where legal dispensaries or whatever go, that area instantly turns into a ghetto. And but these are like because officials. there's drug deals going on right. there, and these are officials that are making decisions that govern their area based on urban legend or whatever you want to call that lies. <laughs> I mean, how how extreme you want to. I guess uh, we can talk about it. We got well, a I think or that you want to just give away some shit and call it a night. I don't. I don't really have much to say about Vancouver other than it's the the same story everywhere you go right. with medical marijuana. They're being discriminated against. The the another form of yeah. The individuals that use cannabis are being discriminated against. Um, they're they're being called criminals and and sure there are people. But see, here's the thing: is that if a dispensary, if there's if if a dispensary pops up and that becomes like a cesspool of crime, it's like the same thing at the at the pharmacy. You you think yeah. that all of those people don't go in and pick up their prescriptions and meet their buddy out in the parking lot and unload them yep like it's this it's the same concept it's a different kind of but crime it's not like people are stealing cars and like beating people i mean sometimes i guess we've had tidyman's robbed back in the day when that happened and the thing that pisses me off though is with canada the biggest difference between them being discriminated against and us is the united states is enforcing its policies on canada therefore right. making them act this way changing policy worldwide because of how, right. how large if the u.s were a little lax on it then maybe things would be a little different so what this has to do with there's permits that allow in this little bc community here uh, people with certain conditions such as glaucoma spinal cord injuries pain or nausea uh, from cancer or hiv to grow medical pot in their homes or designate someone else to grow it for them. But many municipalities, especially those in B.C. where close to 3,000 medical marijuana permits have been issued, argue the program is rife with abuse. (laughs) And how many kids still can buy alcohol? It's Okay. A proliferation of grow operations has led to house fires, violent home invasions, and black market dealing. Really? Wow. With some sanctioned growers growing that, far more than they need. I mean, that, that's all fear-mongering. You know, right. like, the black market deal. Like, nah. we're talking about the d- distribution of cannabis that has been happening forever. Thousands of years. Right. This, it's, this isn't, like, something new. This isn't something that, that is growing out of control. There's like, just more people that smoke, so we have to grow more of it to right. satisfy. It's supply it's, and demand. I mean, it's, it's so... Don't try and stifle it. I don't know. I just think it's disgusting about how uh, uh, we make that the sale of marijuana to be so evil you know like like okay so the, says, the medical patients can kind of have it but we don't want them to actually be able to purchase it anywhere but they're able to possess it but man if, if somebody that 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 just somebody wants to use cannabis man that's yeah. a that's all of a sudden an organ an We're organized crime <laughs> you know a, a, a totally negative scene something out of jimmy hoffa movie or something right. it's 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 discrimination. So the mayor, she says obviously one person couldn't consume that amount of medical marijuana. They're talking about 78,000 joints a year. Uh, They're saying that's enough medical marijuana grown to provide each of its four licensed growers. Uh, They could have each of them 78,000 joints a year. She says this we're afraid this is a backdoor way for pot to be growing in homes and basically made legal. (laughs) Thank you mayor. Thank you. Uh, the situation has led to a national outcry across Canada 
Eh, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Uh, led by BC municipalities have lobbied the FCM for five years for change, arguing licenses to cultivate medical marijuana are being given out <clears throat> excuse me, without informing local authorities or requiring proper building permits. Damn them. Damn them, Canadians. <laughs> yeah, well. you know what? I hate loonies and toonies, so F the Canadians. Yeah. Hey, F you, buddy. You know, <laughs> Canadians um, we used to get a large. Uh, yeah. pro- they're, they're, okay, I'm they bring sorry. They a lot of money to this. I'm this a little biased little because I clean up afterward. Right. The <laughs> Canadians. We but used no, to get if some you had the money to the go to Canada and Canadian. have a soiree for a week and party with your friends, like, yeah. are you going to be neat and tidy? Fuck no, because um, you're paying to have somebody clean up some after you. After some of the you. things True. I've had to go through, I probably would be, but that's just me personally. <laughs> well, <laughs> never. A lot of uh, the, the before the medical here, the, the pot was Canadian. I know. Remember that? Yeah. Do you remember the Beasters? Be- the Beasters. It was all Beasters. All Beasters. Yeah. <laughs> I love that in the chat they're talking about full legalization or decriminalization again. God, it's like beating a dead horse. That's been five I episodes now. I know. I love it. Now. I love it. Listen to the previous ed- so, episodes. So uh, for episode 101, we're going to have a discussion with the leap officer about decrim or legal. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's take it on for six straight <laughs> oh, shows. Man. Uh, that that'll be our continuing saga that you'll all want to. <laughs> what a cliffhanger! Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, here, let's give I away have, some shit. Episode I have one hundred two. Darth Vader is in the drawing. Okay. One, two, three. Sounds four, good. Four, five. We have we have six names and three items. <laughs> Thanks for being in the chat room and listening and all that other stuff. That's all right. Um let's put these in something or how should we draw these? Uh what do you think? In a box? In a box? A hat? We we got a something in a box and a hat. Yeah, we're in. All right. Can you use your hat, Sandy? Okay. Is that your hat? That is my okay. hat. Mr. Jackson. No, no, no. Do you think that if 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 cannabis was decriminalized or legalized, what would they do with all the, with criminal records having to do with marijuana or people that are in jail? Well, obviously, when they when they committed their crimes, they knew what they were doing, and they will probably have to fulfill their full time served. I think. I mean, you think so? If we all of a sudden make rape legal, yeah, they're not going to just let all the rapists <laughs> out of jail. No, like, but then the problem is going to be is you're going to have a bunch of people pleading their case and saying it wasn't it, right. that bad. Come right. on. But you that know, guy, I mean. It's, it's going to clog up the court It's just a plan. Yeah. Well, would you it's rather just have. just line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> would you rather have the court systems clogged up or the jail system Vader clogged up? Vader withdrawals from giveaway. Think what? They, they, make, they make money. Uh, either way, right? Vader, don't be a puss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is for the nug container, the glass jar with the cork lid thing here for glass jar one hundred cork lid Who's thing. G- Darth Vader, you're getting a nug jar. I don't really give a shit if you don't want it or not. That's you're gonna right. have to give us a mailing address so we can come and raid your house. Info at hotboxpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just have it sent. I mean, to the if Vatican. you really don't want it, then Vader gave one of the gifts. Okay. Uh, was it did that? You? Did you Is is Vader Ed? I don't know. We don't have any what? It probably is. He's all talking free the weed 
2012. Well, free the weed. You didn't give one of the gifts. Where's the shit at? What are you talking about? Yeah. Do we Man. have another gift? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please don't make us start over. <laughs> Moving on. Wait, Butte Lover? Okay. Okay, well, whatever. Who's Butte Lover? Butt Lover. I think that was a joke. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I can't tell anymore. <laughs> All right, so here's for a handpipe. Handpipe? Ta-da. Skeezies? 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 Whatever your name is. Skeezies? Right. So, handpipe for you, sir. Info um, at hotboxpodcast.com. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, give Matt your uh, <laughs> mailing address, and on Monday or, I will send you a new piece of glass. I was right. Sorry. About what? Ed is Vader. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, Sorry, I don't... Isn't, isn't, isn't the ringtone on your phone <laughs> the Star Wars theme song? Ed don't donates his, his jar back to the, the hotbox. You can just set it on the shelf there. <laughs> I was really hoping somebody really wanted us to give away a flashlight. Like I really wanted to like I really wanted to like see that, you know what I mean? Like as far as uh uh <laughs> I don't know, just the most random thing to give away to me. All right. Um the best for a vaporizer. Who do you think needs it the most? I think they Bird thirty five. Bird thirty five. Bird thirty five. Info at hotboxpodcast.com. Fantastic. <laughs> I want used flashlight. Ed, you are a used flashlight. Uh, <laughs> Bird35, are you in this chat room? Come on now. Yep, he's right there. Got it. Oh, yeah, word. Got it. So, info at hotbox.com. Send uh, your mailing address. Hotboxpodcast.com. Um, should we redraw for the jar since Vader doesn't really want the thing? Are there more names? Uh, Yeah. Sure? Yeah. Sure. Sure is. Redraw. All right. Redraw. All right. <laughs> Yeah, something for free. All right, who Professional. do we got here? <laughs> Tara. Well, now not all of your glass is stolen. <laughs> you, you can start. You can start small enough. You can start small again and and hustle this off or something. I don't know. All right, cool. Um, Tara, if you do, you want me to mail this to you? or Do you want to just come by and pick it up? Because come by the shop. You can save me we'll some postage. We'll be moving. By stopping by. Moving. <laughs> so thank you. That was good. Oh, J Ball, too late. You're too late. J Ball, you're too late. That's unfortunate. That's all right. I'm sorry. So Tara got a, a jar. Um, S- <laughs> I already put the names back in the thing to who got the handpipe. Skis got the handpipe. We'll figure it out. And good, good stuff. Bird thirty five got a vaporizer. Word. Yay! Good stuff. Congratulations. Thanks for tuning in on our hundredth show. And That's right. Catch hanging us out on with us. Stitcher and catch us on site. Yeah. And check us out next week for the yeah, leap, leap off. Interview. The leap ex attorney general guy. We'll call it so take a flying. It'll be awesome. Leap. <laughs> Sandy, thank you for coming, hanging out, and talking with us. Thank you. You Hope to do it whenever you feel like it. Word. Episode 200. (laughs) I will definitely try to come back more often. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. We'll see you guys uh, every Saturday. Uh, You can catch us online, facebook.com slash hotboxpodcast. Check out the site. You can listen right on there. And make sure you subscribe in iTunes and leave us nice reviews. We really appreciate that. Uh, As uh, email, like we said, info at hotboxpodcast.com. You can leave us a message, 406-204-4687. Um, you got any announcements, anything else, Ian? Um, I don't know, anybody who have nothing major. Okay. Oh, uh, 
as an American, you really shouldn't be afraid of pirates. <laughs> like, <laughs> I realize that the idea of sailing on the ocean can be, there's risks, but pirates aren't one of the I've risks that you should worry about. Sure. Pirates. Like, huh? it, it just blows like, my mind. Like, literally getting boarded by eye-patched peg legs literally carrying like peter by, Pan by sailing in the caribbean like i've been talking to pirates. people about sailing in the caribbean mm-hmm. and their main concern about doing that would be pirates not hmm. tides not shallow waters not getting lost in yeah, the middle not, of the fucking uh, ocean like being boarded and and raped and pillaged by huh. pirates is that a, like, a legitimate fear no. in today's modern no, no. absolutely not hmm. That would be like uh, coming to Montana and worrying about um, medical marijuana killing you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pirates and or Bigfoot coming at you. Know it's like it's it, yeah being Mold afraid of Bigfoot. Yep. It's like going to Idaho and being afraid of turning into a meth addict or something or a KKK <laughs> member. I mean, it's, it's whatever the media tells you. Uh, and remember, uh, to the meeting, the, the MTCIA meeting they're having at the VFW, bring some toys for some tots. If, if hey, that's a good thing like for us, a, a Scourge to be doing, donating toys for underprivileged that's right. children. There'll be toys from China that have lead in the paint. So tots what's up? need toys. To- tots do need toys, or jackets, or food. Do you guys ever know. buy the Would bags you? at the grocery store, like the food bank bags that are like 5 10 or $15 no, or whatever? No, but the Jam Hole and the Hot Box donated dollars at all the gas stations to the food bank thing nice. that they were doing. So, so. did so did the dispensary nice. and myself, because no. I'm a sucker. We're such a... Because I'm a sucker for I'm other people's sucker. pain. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Why Toys do you... for tots. No flashlights. Whoa. Who took it there? Vader. Fucking Ed. Of course. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, check that out. They they blog and do stuff over there, mtcia.org. And uh, we got a, f- a Google Plus circle and all that stuff, so uh, check it out. Be social and participate, interact, and uh, tell your friends. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Goodbye. If you like you like this, this is where, is where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be.